You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, LuchaCentral.com presents Straight Out of the Bodega with King Fat Boy Papo Esco. From the wrestling world of the podcast world, it's Straight Out of the Bodega with your host, the King Fat Boy Papo Esco. It's Thursday, and you have arrived. Hold up. Welcome to another edition of Straight Out of the Bodega. I am your master of ceremonies, the bully from the bodega, the lucha thug, the one-man lucha gang, El Rey Gordo himself, the king fat boy Papoesco. And as always, we are going to take you on this ride. A ride through the blocks, back alleys, and street corners of the bodega. We're going to give you everything you need that's pro wrestling, and a little bit of entertainment. You know I'm ready. I hope you're ready. So take a seat, pour up your favorite drink, and let's ride. And just like I said at the beginning of this, it's Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. I hope y'all poured up your favorite drink, got it on ice, because, well, who wouldn't want an ice cold drink on a hot summer day? It's summertime. You need an ice-cold beverage to quench your thirst. But I digress. I'm not going to do too much talking today. We're going to get right into it. Part 2 of the Vinny Massaro saga. Today. Now, if you ain't listened to part 1, I encourage you to stop right now. Go back and listen to part 1. And after you're done with that, come back and check out part 2. Part 1 had a lot of good stories great interview and the jaw drop Vinny Massaro claims to be El Ultimo Panda now I don't I don't know how I feel about that the jury's still out I'm gonna do some investigation on my own and figure it out but I will say this while I don't claim that Vinny Massaro is El Ultimo Panda I will say I've never seen Vinny Massaro and El Ultimo Panda in the same place at the same time. That's all I'm going to say about that. We're going to get right into it. Part two of the Vinny Massaro interview. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. But before we do that, we are going to go to the woman of the hour, the first lady of the Lucha Central Podcast Network, Denise Salcedo with Lucha Central Central. Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central, where they look at all of the great shows available this week on the Lucha Central Podcast Network. Monday, it's a brand new Lucha Libre Figures and Facts, where Eric and Jeff not only talk about a classic WCW Vampiro action figure from Toy Biz, but they get joined by the superstar himself just days before the debut of his new show on the Al Rey Network, Vampiro Unleashed. Tuesday, Mass, Mats, and Mayhem has part two of their interview with Thunder Rosa, and she drops all the goods on being the first Mexican women's champion in NWA, her citizenship, backstage bullies in wrestling, getting out of her Lucha Underground contract, the Women of Wrestling TV series, and more. 
Also on Tuesday, WrestleBoss with Fabi Chulo live covering pro wrestling and MMA from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Pacific. This week, Fabi talks wrestling with Lucha Libre Vos promoter DJ Vos ahead of the company's huge upcoming iPay-Per-View event. And on the MMA side of things, World Sambo Championships competitor Giovanni Varela stops by the show to talk about representing Honduras in the tournament. Head to WrestleBossLive.com to listen live or downloaded Wednesday across podcast platforms. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the chisme from around the lucha world. Plus, this week, owner of one of the world's largest lucha libre mass and memorabilia collections, like literally, museums call this guy when they want to do a lucha libre exhibit. Christian Simet joins the show along with general manager of the Perros del Mar brand, Can de Mal, as they talk licensing and merchandising in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco, and this week, Vinny Massaro pulls up to the shop for part two of his interview, where the trio will talk about his recent international travels to Mexico and Japan, as well as getting the call to train Cain Velasquez for his pro wrestling debut in AAA. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Centro Weekly podcast, one in English y el otro en español. Lucha Centro Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Find out what's happening in empty arenas across Mexico, including the new Lucha Time Promotions Weekly TV series and how to watch it, as well as Lucha action in WWE, NXT, and AEW. Be sure to subscribe and follow all of your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms. And please be sure to give a rating and review to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the King Fat Boy Papa West. Go back for part two of... One of my favorite episodes. We got Vinny Massaro on the show, but before we get to him, I want to always introduce my partner, my brother, owner and operator of Pro Wrestling Revolution, owner and operator of Pro Wrestling Revolution Training <laughs> Academy. Keep it going. Owner and operator of Lucha-Mass.com. This going. guy owns everything. Keep going. He's like a mogul in Lucha Libre and Pro Wrestling. I see his pop. How you doing, brother? Bo- Lucha Libre. Lucha Libre. Hey, Vinny, he's <laughs> introducing me, bro. Jesus freaking. Oh, sorry. Owner and proprietor of. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> hey. So what's up, Vinny? Part two, man. What's How you up? doing? Kill my pop, fucker. Yeah. No, you're, you're just a, you're just a promoter. You're not supposed to get popped. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't forget, I got brought in by Roland. So. Oh yeah. shit! Never mind. You're supposed to give. Actually, you're a lucha libre <laughs> fucking promoter. Lucha libre promoters, they're like, oh no, I don't want to do any. I don't want to get in front. And then all of a sudden, the show's over. Dun, 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 dun. Here comes the the boss. Here comes the boss with your fucking no chance. Fucking Gabe walks in. Wait a minute. Hold on. Play a play. We're gonna make this a false con. No, no. Match. If you ever heard, if you ever heard me say play a play in any of my promos, then uh, yeah, you're at the wrong show. We have the wrong show yeah. for sure. I'm glad. I'm glad we're talking about lucha because uh, that's really where I want to start. Pretty much where we left off. Uh, the last um, episode, Vinny, I wanted to talk to you, um, you know, Gabe 
has a lot of connections in Lucha. You know, Pro Wrestling Revolution has a lot of good connections in Lucha. And one of the things that, that he did was he was uh, he allowed uh, some of us to go to uh, Dragon Mania 2018. You know, he has a good relationship with Ultimo Dragon. And um, you were one of those guys that was able to go. And, and you, were, you were fortunate enough to be able to work as Vinny Massaro and as Ultimo Panda. I, I want to talk about, you know, how you felt when you you know, got the news that you were going to go and what the experience was like. And, you know, maybe there's some good stories you can share out of that uh, experience. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was an amazing time. Uh, I mean, we got to wrestle at the, I mean, fucking the cathedral. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fucking, you know, CMLL. You know what I mean? That's, you know, Arena Mexico. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than that. Uh, you know, you, you I got to wrestle there and, you know, it's it's cool because you know that 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 show is you know it's a big show it's a huge show there's a lot of you know fans a lot of sponsors so you know it's a it's a big show but i think it was just cool because when we were there we weren't just kind of like oh yeah go ahead and have a match here and there we were we were almost we were treated as we were a guest of ultimo which is yeah, pretty absolutely. i mean i don't know to me to me that was a bigger deal than any you know anything else cuz I mean, Ultimate Dragon's amazing. You know what yeah, I mean? Legend. I mean, he's a legend. You know, he's you know who who would have thought? You know, when when Gabe when Gabe was asking me what what panda do you want to be called? What kind of we can't because we can't just be kung fu panda because we'll get sued. <laughs> so he's like, what, what should we call you? You know, it's like panda dra You know, panda uh, like I think we're like super panda or like yeah, because because you know, uh, we're trying to base it off member Superboy, Super Dragon, like. Man, what kind of panda? Yeah, super, super porky. porky. <laughs> At first, we're like super, super. I was like, you know, super porky. It's like, oh, super panda. I'm like, dude, that sounds like the most. I don't know. I, I feel like I go. You know what, dude? I go. I feel like somebody's already done it. And sure enough, we, you know, we and we googled it, it and yeah. there was like wow. someone had it. I was like, and then was like, you know what? I go. I probably call myself Ultimo Panda. And I was like, done. Goes because dude, Ultimo Dragon. Ultimo Dragon is the shit. I go. That's always the coolest name. And he's like, all right, fuck it. And then whatever. Seven years later, you know, uh, I remember, you know, Gabe booked him for a show. He's like, oh, why is he calling him Ultimo Panda? And he's like, well, because, you know, I, you know, he always, you know, he was a big fan of yours and thought, you know, your name was cool. So he's like, oh, okay. And then lo and behold, I get to, you know, I get to, he, he takes me with him to a tour of Mexico, takes me with him to a tour of Japan. And, you know, it's now I owe, you know, Ultimo, Ultimo Dragon is a big, you know, I owe him a lot. And obviously Gabe, I owe, you know. I mean, but you know, I, I can do a whole, I can do a whole show on just on all the things they gave. Well, let's do that now. I mean, shit. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> now, Vinny, you know what? You know what's funny that you say um, that the way we were treated um, at Dragomania. But for me, even though um, we were there for like three days, but for me, the best experience that I had was the either the the private dinner um, we had after the show. Or the um, the meet and greet we did uh, the day before the show at the Taqueria, where the whole restaurant was shut down just for uh, for sponsors and guests. And, mm-hmm. and that, right? I remember. I remember uh, we all sat down, and uh, Asai Sun says, "Oh no, no, no! This is for Revolution right here." And then uh, we sat down. There was nowhere for us to sit, right? And so then uh, Asai walks in and he says, "Gabo, Gabo," and I was like, "What's up?" He goes, where are you guys sitting at? I go, oh, we're, we're all in the corner. And there was, like, no room. We had, like, four chairs for, like, ten of us, right? And uh, I saw he goes, no, move all those guys out of there. And I didn't know who was what. And so he started yelling at people. And literally, like, 
like the party in the Red Sea, everyone like moved out and we all sat down and I was like, holy shit, you know? And, and like literally the whole restaurant was, um, open, like, I don't want to say open bar, but it was like an open, open taco bar, open beer, whatever. It was like, it was, it was insane. I mean, whatever. I mean, I don't know if it, I don't know if it was an open bar, open taco place, but every time we ordered, they never. <laughs> so I mean, pretty oh, so much sounds open to me. If, you, know, you just stopped. Pretty much, stopped someone got and says, "Oh, we'll pay for the panda. No worry." You know what I mean? No, yeah. pretty much, because because I, I I would hear it and like I would look over and like I'd be eating and then like <laughs> I saw he would look at me and start smiling and then he would talk to like all the Japanese people and they're like, "Oh yes, oh oh," and then they all give me like thumbs yeah, up. So uh, I don't. And I didn't. At first, I didn't get it, but then when I went to Japan, I got it because it's it was it's it's. I'll I'll explain later, but it's it's funny the way they were like, oh yes, go ahead. Well, you know, they, it's almost like they were happy yeah. they, they were feeding. Like Vinny, like, Vinny would grab one right. taco for him and then one in his pocket. One for him and one in his pocket. Because <laughs> if, hey, man, if, later, if hey, you ever be on the road with Vinny, you know he's stingy. So like one was for the pocket, <laughs> oh, one for later. One in the pocket, bro. half a bite here, and I was like. If you've ever traveled with me, you know I am the cheap, cheapest, most frugal fucking like I like I'll have I'll if I I'll bring ten dollars from my house to spend on the road and I'll come back with fifteen dollars. Oh, yeah. I yeah. don't know how I and I'm and I and I I'll, I'll eat like it just I'm just very frugal with it. I wow. do I wow. I'm just that's the way so, it is. What what was it like, man? I mean, Arena Mexico. It's like the mecca for lucha libre in Mexico and. For you to walk in there and be able to work against not only you know the top notch luchadors, but there was some some guys from Japan there as well that that are that are top uh, stars. You know what was it like working in that arena? You know, I mean, just talk to me about the ambiance and how how you felt being in there. And, you know, uh, uh, well, I mean, just walking in, you know, you walk in and. It's surreal because it's a giant place. Everything's set up, same you know, just like you watch on TV on you know, on, on on Monday nights, uh, Mondays, right? Yeah, Mondays. You want you watch the CMLO <laughs> show in Arena Mexico? Is it on Monday? It's Sundays. Sundays? No, 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 no. The Arena Mexico. Oh, Arena Mexico is Friday. Fridays, Fridays. That's right. The Friday show on Arena Mexico, and you know, you just watch it, and it's um, you know, it's just amazing. It's everything set up like that. The ramp set up and the rings, right? You know, right there. And it's you know, it's a, it's an awesome experience being there. Uh, the locker room, you know, you know. I'm not gonna lie. The first time when we get, you know, we were there. You know, I'm I stood out like a fucking sore thumb because nobody knows who I was. So it was a little, it was <laughs> no. a little awkward. What but was then, the best part when they told us to go in the locker room where all the Americans were at? Right. <laughs> so we all right. go in there and it's just us. We're like, oh. This is all. Oh, we are we the are American. The, we are the American. And then in, in walks right. in Sam Madonna's. Hey, fellas. We're like, ah, who invited this guy? I was like, shit. <laughs> you know, it was a trip. But uh, Vinny, what was more impressive? Walking into the arena and seeing exactly what we've been watching all our lives or having all those people with machine guns at the door when you first walk in? <laughs> oh, yeah. Mex- I mean, well, I mean, just Mexico in general. Is uh, I mean, because we got there like a day early, and I remember oh. getting there, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is pretty crazy. I remember taking an Uber to uh, to uh, I was meeting someone. I was meet- meeting uh, uh, Royce Isaacs because he wrestled there that 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 weekend too, and he gave me like the address of this hotel where he was staying at, and he gave me the the address, and then I was taking an Uber, and this is like late at night too, and I was like, "All right, man." Just- <laughs> 
you know, this is hopefully let's just, I'm like praying. I'm like, just let this fucking be okay. And then the Uber driver's like, you, uh, you, uh, American? It's like, yes. He goes, okay, uh, per favor, stay in hotels. Oh no. (laughs) And, and he's like, I go, all right. And he's like, I say, you see over there, over there. Yeah. (laughs) Don't go. It's, uh, he goes, it's very, 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 uh, uh, how do you say, pericolo. I'm like, that doesn't sound good. Peligroso. I was like, peligroso. Like, yeah, yeah, peligroso. And I was like, okay, well, I'm like, okay, in Italian, that means really bad. It goes, danger? Yes, very, very, very danger. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, all right. So I just got in the hotel, and we were like, all right, we're going to get another hotel, in, not in the in the shady part of town, but in Mexico City. So it's, it's either, you know, like I said, I'm very frugal, so I wasn't about to spend money at a... At the fucking, you know, in, Mex- in downtown Mexico City, because that's like, you know, $100 a night. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to sleep anyway. So who cares? So I toughed it out. It wasn't that bad. But I mean, just, it just you know, Mexico in general is, you know, the driving. Everyone drives like a fucking maniac. Like, it's just, you know, non- like there is no lights. It's just Hong Kong and you <laughs> just go. There, you know, and, I, you know, being seeing all that, it was weird. But at the same time, I love the food. You know, I got to have a, a torta in the middle of the street. Oh, yeah. Fucking, it was like, honestly, it was the best. It was the best. That was the funniest thing. Cause like, tort- we, it was we all got good. together, right? And then so we all met downstairs in the lobby. And I said, all right, guys, what do you guys want to do? He's, and he's like, oh, I got to have a torta. Or I got to have tacos from the street. I was like, yeah, bro. Like, you have like, to do it. You have to do it. I was warned that we should not eat anything besides a restaurant okay okay i got a story for you then okay this is the fun this is funny right so gabe's like guys no we if you guys want to be good you know you, you want to have a bad stomach guys please don't eat anything besides the restaurant so i'm eating a torta i'm like whatever what's the worst that can happen right get <laughs> fucking i didn't get i didn't get sick except for one time and me and i realized and i finally figured out why i got sick fucking gabe in the middle of walking, he's like, hey, guys, I'm going to go in this KFC and grab some of drink, right? <laughs> and, and, of course, he gets, like, a diet soda full of ice. And I'm like, dude, that's ice. That's the of <laughs> and, and I'm like, see, that's what you get. You try to eat good, healthy restaurant, and I eat. And, but then we, the, the, the KFC hey, with the ice. just so you know, up. that was the best $27 Diet Coke I had that entire week. <laughs> But I mean, I do. I had a torta in the in the middle of the street. It was delicious. Absolutely, it was the best taco. I don't Wait, care. Vinny- but this, I, it's, the, it's the fucking ice from KFC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> so, who were some of the guys that you worked during during that those three days? I mean, name them out. Uh, so let's see. Well, first I was in that first day. The first year I was, I had a battle royal, and there was all kinds of people. Like, I know Magnus was there, Mysterioso Jr. was there, and there was tons. There was a lot of the local guys from... Um, it was the Dragon Scramble. It was uh, the Dragon Scramble, right? The Dragon yeah. Scramble. There was, there was a lot of local guys. I mean, I'm sure there's a list somewhere, but there was tons of guys. Um, and, then, and then later on, it was uh, myself, uh, uh, Vapor, uh, Jungle Boy, and uh, uh, Nick, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. And, bro, uh, you better remember that was your roommate, bro. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I can't forget. And yeah, and then uh, 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 Border Patrol, uh, and then against uh, Doki from New Japan. You know, you got you, he he just wrestled. He wrestles for New Japan now. 
Uh, and there was another guy. I forgot what his name was. The the young the young Zeus? guy. Zeus. Okuda. Okay, Zeus. No, Okuda. No, 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 no. I for, I forgot. I think it was Okuda. Yeah. And Zeus, Zeus and Junaki and Junakiyama. Yeah. So so that was crazy. Cause that, cause to me, like you know, Junakiyama is like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. You know, uh, I you know I just you know just from all from all the all Japan matches and all the stuff that he's done with Masawa and, and you know all his matches that I've seen of him. So that was that was pretty cool being in in the ring with him. Very scared, you know. I was very humbled and scared, but you know, turned out to be you know turned out to be good. Turned out to be so great. Let's let's, let's uh, go back to this Dragon Scramble real quick. I I did see that and. I, you you talk about all the local luchadors that are there trying to make a name for themselves as well. Um, I've always heard that you know you got to protect yourself out there because you know some of these guys are looking to take your spot and they might do anything oh, yeah. to do it. So I was watching that match and man, it looked like a lot of these guys were trying to take some liberties on you, man. How was that? Oh, oh yeah, no, 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 no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a whole different <laughs> podcast right there because <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, no. Let, let, no let, let's be real. No we were sitting there and um, you know, um, he first came out for the Dragon Scramble. And uh, I've said it before, you know, when we first talked about how uh, Panda came out and you hear Panda. And this oh, is yeah. the first time he ever came out. Well, oh, now yeah. this is the first time he ever came out at Arena Mexico, who has no idea who he is or nor should they. Um, we're in a whole different, you know, world of Lucha Libre from California, you know, to the cathedral. And he comes out and at first we're like, what is that? And they get a couple of laughs and then they announce his name. Panda. So, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm in tears. I'm like, man, you know, we've come such a long way, and I'm proud that I'm doing it with my brothers and da-da-da. And I'm sure Vinny felt the same way. But as soon as the match was over, oh, yeah. I see him making a beeline to the locker room. Oh. And, right? <laughs> and I was like, whoa, whoa, okay. whoa, whoa. So then I, I shoot oh, yeah. back to the locker room, and the, the guy's like, where are you going? I go, brother, I was just in here. You got to let me in. He goes, okay, 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 you, you have to go, dude, let me in. And as soon as I get back there, where is he? Where is he? And I was like, oh, no. Oh, here we go. And, like, literally, Vinny went door-to-door looking, you know, for, uh, yeah, looking for someone to talk to. Yeah, basically, I mean, it, you know, so imagine you're, you know, a local Lucha Libre guy that's, you're finally, holy shit, you're finally going to get to go, you know, wrestling in Mexico, and then there's this white kid. With fucking blue eyes, wearing a, a panda mask that you know you're that you're supposed to bump for. I'm sure they're like fuck, <laughs> you know, fuck, you know, fuck this. Yeah. So when they're all stomping on me, two or three guys were just dude. They were just stomping my head. They were like, I was like, oh, 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 oh. and I turn around and I was about to get up and like just start, you know, throwing fists. But I'm like, it's very, it'd be very weird for a panda to get in a, in a fight. And plus, I'm like, it's Ultimo's, you know, thing. I don't want to be that guy. It's like, who brought, you know, I don't want to be like, hey, Ultimo brought in this guy. And he ended up fucking fighting, like, two, you know, three guys. Yeah. And then, uh, also, uh, Ray Bucanero, fucking, you know, he came through, you know, because I've, I've known him for a while. And then Gabe's booked him a couple of times. So he knew me. And he came in the back. He's like, hey, 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 come here. It's like, don't do it here. Like, calm down. This is not the place to do it. You're... You know, I said, he's like, you're, you know, you're, out, he was like, you're outnumbered. I was like, right. yeah, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> but, but, you know, but, but he did, he, you know, from what I understand, he did go and talk to whoever, because he was watching it. And, you know, he did talk to whoever was doing that. And I guess he did have a yeah, talk to he, about uh, it. Yeah, he, I, I got asked right away. Um, 
why is why is a panda upset? And I was like, no, it's okay. They're all, no, no, why is he upset? And I said, well, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, uh, oh, really, where? And I said, and next thing you know, the guy came and, and apologized. But, and, and, and that's a good point. You know, we always talk about that. In, and here you got someone who's an indie worker in California. Um, they don't know him from, from yay or nay. But he's in the panda outfit of all things. And he was so over because it was something different. Um, I oh, I'm in sure the locker pissed. room, you know, when I was talking to some of the boys in the back, um, they were telling me. Because in the locker room back there, there's where we sat in, like, the very end. And then there's a cool locker room where the boys who, you know, obviously paid their dues and nurse, you know. Yeah, like yeah, Ultima Guerrero was there. there. Atlantis was and there, so yeah. They have TVs and they can watch everything. And, you know, he got over and it was so cool, you know. But the thing is that not only did he wrestle once, he wrestled twice. So, like, I mean, how do you how do you uh, get over the fact that you're pissed, happy, excited, but now you have to wrestle in a bigger match for someone that you grew up idolizing? Right. Uh, so it was. I mean, that was supposed to be like you know that was supposed to be like the easy match. And I got my fucking head stomped on. I might like because I already have cauliflower ear from. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from wrestling and and from uh, from training MMA that I did. So when somebody they they whoever would, someone was stomping my ear and my ear blew up. So now I change and I'm supposed to go wrestle. You know, for the first time as Vinny Massaro, this new match, and my fucking ear is like all swollen and and it's all red. And I'm just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like it's like, you know what I mean? Man, that's crazy. Like so, you 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 wrestled in the Dragon Scramble. You you wrestled one on one with Okuda, right? And then you had the six man with uh No 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 that that was the other oh, one. Oh okay. But you did have the six man with Jun Akiyama Zeus uh Yes. Yeah. Eight, man. And M- eight, man. Eight, eight man. Eight man. Eight man. Sorry. Eight man. Sorry. Damn. I'm you, right, you have no control, control over I this podcast, bro. You got to get control. Jeez. So I, what was that like, man? I mean, you know Zeus, Jun Akiyama, those are those are kind of big stars out there in Japan, man. What was it like to be in the ring I with them? Yeah, I mean. And and Oh, is it I mean it was I mean, it's exactly the you know the way you would think. It was, uh, you know, to me, uh, you know, it was an amazing experience because I got to wrestle, you know, a person that I've seen videos from and you know emulated moves from. You know, I mean, I've taken you know some of Akiyama's uh, you know suplexes and I've you know I've tried to you know do my own matches because of him. So of course it was very nerve wracking. I mean, you know, I know I know we're all we're all wrestlers, but still it was very nerve wracking and um, you know trying to be in, in the ring and with all those guys it was pretty cool but you know language barrier was a little rough but you know luckily with Gabe um helping out and and also you know just being you know wrestling with revolution you kind of learn how to just you know the language barrier you know right. wrestling with the lucha guys so it's a lot you know it's a great experience i mean it was you know i love going to those shows it was it's you know I, you know we went we went back the next year again it was mm. awesome well on top on top of that you know speaking about you know the japanese influence and and, and you know jun akiyama and everything you you did have an opportunity through Gabe and pro wrestling revolution to go to all japan right um you yes. and i know i know that that's kind of like the pinnacle for you right all japan is everything to you from you know, you're a huge fan of Japanese wrestling, and, and to work at All Japan had to have been like uh, just if I die tomorrow, I did it, I made it. You know, uh, talk to me about how it felt to hear that you were going to go to All Japan, 
talked to me about the experience flying out there, just the ambiance and, and, and what it was like and what it meant to you. You know, it's kind of weird. You ever, uh, you ever hear like uh, moments when people say, um, you know, I never fully believed that I was doing it until it happened. That's how I right. felt. Like Gabe told me, yes, you're going. And I was like, and I started crying and crying yeah. and thinking, this is, this is like the greatest moment of my life. But yet the next day I was like, I, it's not going to happen. It was just too. It was just too good to be true. It's it's a, it's it's not gonna. It's too impossible. Good to be like this is not happening. It's too good yeah. to be true. And I and I remember like, like even going to like I remember packing, getting getting the the visa, and I was like I got the visa, and I was like it's still not gonna happen. <laughs> like it's just like I remember you know I took the time off work, and I was like ah I'll probably just end up working anyway because it'll probably not happen. Dude, I remember being at the airport like. You know, showing them my ticket, and I was like, something's going to happen right now. They're just going to be like, oh, no, no, it's not, you're not, you know, you can't go, whatever reason. But I remember, like... Have you, have you seen the doctor the... for this? For this? Yeah, I know. It's called <laughs> pro wrestling, bro. <laughs> pro, dude, dude, it's pro wrestling has... Bro, you know how it is. You know how it is, man. Pro wrestling is just, you know, it's damaged. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's so much, so many wrong things have happened, and, you know, we're, things you don't believe. But honestly, once I got on the plane and I landed in Japan and then I looked out, I looked out the window and I realized that it was I was in Japan I fucking started crying like on the plane wow. like I just started crying and then like you know I remember one of the you know the the stewardess was like are you okay it's like yes yes I'm I'm okay wow. thank but, you it's like, oh, yeah. okay just making sure hey. and I just started and I, and I remember walking off the airplane and I was just I had a, the biggest smile did you think you were back in California like oh we didn't go nowhere we just flew in circles Dude, I don't even know. <laughs> Honestly, you know, like, and he's. I remember uh, when I called him, and I uh, we called him at the academy, and I wanted everybody to listen, you know, because it was a big moment for me uh, when I got the call and said, "Hey, uh, we want to book uh, Panda," and I was like, "Panda? Like really? Like he's a why?" And I was like, "Cause I, I I didn't know that you wanted something like that for this tour." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I think it'd be great. It's something new. Um, we want to try it." And I was like, oh, okay, done. And they all, do you want to ask him? I said, no, he can go. And they said, are you sure? I said, yeah. Are you sure? Yes, don't worry. He'll be there. Because I knew what I knew what all Japan meant to him. I was like, no, Absolutely. he'll be there. Don't worry. Hey, what about pay? What are you going to give him? This? Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Yes, trust me. Like, well, I don't he will be there. And so he confirmed it like uh, maybe 20 minutes. He called me back. So then I called, uh, I called Vinny. And I said, hey, Vinny, are you sitting down? And he's like, what? I go, dude, just just please like sit down. I want to tell you something. He goes, oh, okay, what happened now? Like, what happened? Like, who, who? What happened? Like, what? 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 And I was like, well, I got a call, and he he knew what I was gonna say, but he didn't want me to say it. He just kept saying, "Stop ribbing me. Do not rib me about this. No, don't rib me." And Amber, I told him, and you, I could tell he definitely got sentimental. And then like uh, his wife walked in the room and is like, "What's going on?" And so then he tells her, and then like. And then he's crying, and then my students are like, oh, you mean the guy who's really aggressive in the ring is sentimental? And I was like, you guys got to understand the, <laughs> tell, the journey. Tell the truth. It's the journey, tell, you know what I mean? Tell, tell the truth. It's not the guy's being really aggressive in the ring. It's the guy's a fucking asshole every time we see him in the Well, I don't want to say that because you might come back yes, and uh, beat him up, you know, but yeah. <laughs> 
I'll only ask. Well, I'll still be. I'll still I don't, be, no, I don't I'll still think be you're going to Sometimes. Anyway, hey, Gabe, oh, Gabe speaking on. of which, sometimes. you know, I got to oh, ask wait. before. Wait, 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 wait. No, wait, exactly. No, speaking, speaking of, of assholes, assholes you go over to me. Here we go. Here we go. Speaking of speaking assholes. Of, speaking of oh, which, a good um, segue. Before, speaking of assholes. Before Gabe. Gabe. No. Because Gabe, Gabe's, Gabe's, Gabe's got a long list of assholes. Before we go into the experience of, of wrestling in all Japan and what, what the ambiance was like, the buildings and stuff, I want to get Gabe's perspective. Man, you've been with Vinny for 20 years, plus years maybe. Um, yeah. you, he, I know he means a lot to you. Yes. How did you feel just hearing that they wanted him? You know, and, and, and the fact that he's going out there and, you know, you know that this means a lot to him. Like, emotionally, how did you personally feel? Because I know you have a lot of vested interest in a lot of us, you know, and, and, and I know firsthand that, that you're emotional about your guys. So, I, I, can, I can actually answer this. By all, by all means. <laughs> I, I believe that this time was different than any of the other times because before the other times it was him being proud of a gimmick or a you know, a wrestler that he has helped, you know, like he's taken a, a certain wrestler, made him a certain gimmick, and that person got booked, or that person became that person, you know, whatever, and to, to get booked in something great. But this, I believe he didn't care about that. I think he be- he remembered the time when me and him were watching, mm-hmm. like, All Japan Pro Wrestling from, from tape traders in, in his house, you know, eating burritos yep. wow. or something, you yeah. know what I mean? Because that's, I mean... uh I, I had a discussion with my students not, not too long ago, and I told them, you know, uh, tape trading is how I watched uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling, and I watched it with Vinny. That's what we would watch, you know what I mean? And so when I got the call, you know, uh, Asai calls me, and he's like, hey, blah, 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 you know, we're doing this tour, and uh, I want to take one of your guys. In my mind, I was like, okay, cool. He's going to want to take, you know, Vapor or Jungle Boy because this was after we did Dragomania. So I, I assumed he wanted to have, uh, because he he didn't want to put uh, Panda in a regular match. He only wanted Panda to do um, the Dragon Scramble. Right. You know, and, Plus, and this is all this Japan is All Japan, now, Japan. All Japan isn't. Not, I mean, if it was like DDT or Dragon Gate, then yeah, like okay, yeah, Panda's gonna go. But all Japan, I even I was like, you, you know, sure it's for all Japan? Like, no, all Japan doesn't do this. And they wanted doesn't to try something shit. new. It was a different kind of tour, and they wanted it. And I was like, man. And so to call him and to tell him that not are you interested? I'm calling to tell him it's confirmed and it's booked and you're getting paid and and you're being flown in and all this stuff. He was just like. If for me, it was, it wasn't silly about sending Panda there. It was about sending my friend and yeah. go, bro, dude, you're going to all Japan where we would sit and watch from the opening match to the main to the carnivals to like all that, and now you're gonna go and, and you know, cork and like, hall. Honestly, you know? like, out. like I remember. Like, like I remember, like this is like I remember, uh, like me and Gabe would watch we watch tapes, right? And I'd be like, oh, dude, they'll be sick if I could like if I do this, but do, but instead do this, like a wrist clutch version or whatever. And and then Gabe would be like, yeah, dude, that would be sick. And like I remember like going to gym wars and like doing it, and like everybody would be like, holy shit! And Gabe would be like, I hear Gabe in the background was like, hell yeah, it worked! <laughs> like I just you know like like that, and I was like, that's awesome. Man. <laughs> You know, or like, or or like, I, w- I would hear Dave yeah. going like Akiyama, like you know, because you know, me and him watch the shit, and you know, so 
yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was a great, you know, like I could, I, and I still, like I said, I, I still hear didn't you. believe it. So now, so <laughs> now, weird. now let's talk about it. You said you were going to get back to it. That's the, you know, Japan being, you know, being in the ring, getting to wrestle the, 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 uh, what is that sponsor dinners and everything, you know, what was it all like? Yeah. You know, honestly, to, uh, it was the greatest experience of my life. You know, it was the best uh, wrestling, uh, you know, tours, the best fans, the best area. They, you know, they took, I mean, literally, I got, I got on the, air, I got at the, at the airport, got my bags, and I got picked up by, uh, you know, one of the old, one of the old yes. school, all Japan referees. Tiger. Uh, you know, Tiger. Uh, you know, he, you know, Tiger Kihara, he picked me up. And he's like, oh, Panda-san. Like, That's awesome. Like, you're like, what? And, you're like, what and, the and, fuck? And Vinny says, is there a panda behind me? Who's he talking to? It's, oh, he's talking to me. Oh, okay. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, and he's like oh, yes, I'm, you know, I, was like, I know who you are. I've seen, you know, you fucking, you know, you refs all kinds of, all, all kinds of matches that I've seen. And I remember like, you know, he, uh, he's like, oh, first time Japan's like, yes, first time. I was like, oh, very exciting. And he's like, you hungry? It's like. Sure, goes, oh, I, I take you go eat. And he took me to like this little restaurant that was underneath the hotel. And he, he just kept feeding me, feeding me, feeding me, feeding me stuff. And, you know, and, and then he's like, oh, okay, uh, today, enjoy your day. Tomorrow, you know, you know, new day. And then I got to the hotel and, you know, me and Tiger, you know, we were eating there. Uh, and he would just tell me stories about all Japan. And me, I'm a fucking, like I said. Uh, like if you heard the first version, the first uh, part of this, yeah. uh, I'm a nerd. I'm a wrestling. I'm a wrestling nerd. So he was telling me all kinds of stories about all Japan, about Baba and Misawa, and I was just loving every little bit of it. And uh, you know, just I would just listen to him talk, and you know, he just kept he, he kept feeding me, kept giving me, uh, you know, kept wanting to order food, and you know, so it was amazing. You know, then I got to the show. You know, I got to meet, uh, you know, and then, oh, the next day, sorry, the next day we had the sponsored dinner. Uh, so that was in, you know, literally just somebody pick, you know, you go and eat dinner and somebody pays so for you, it. You always, sponsored you always hear with the sponsored dinners that these guys, they're so like, you know, knee deep into the wrestling out there and they want to be a part of it in some form or fashion. So at some point, you know, they start asking the wrestlers to do things to them, like chop them and stuff like that. Do you experience anything like that out there? No, nothing, not, not that fir the first day one, because uh, it was like three or four of them we did. But uh, I remember the one after, uh, the first one was just normal one, because I think it was uh, someone that, uh, uh, mm -hmm. that Ultimo knew. Um, but, you know, I, you know we, we, there was another one. We, I remember we did one where uh, I wrestled yes. at Kirken Hall. And uh, the, we, had, we did a battle roll, and I, and, I got, and I got thrown out of the ring by Zeus and Suwama. So I got thrown out of the ring and like I did like a dive on all the rest all the all Japan wrestlers. Wait, wait, a dive or a dive? Oh, no, no, okay. they like lifted me oh, up snap. and threw me. I was like, wait, you've been diving as Panda and no one told me? Oh <laughs> No, they no, they they like they both of them you know, because I was trying I tried to do like the roll. Oh over, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The scissors. And yeah. they and they and they lifted me and threw me and I just did a dive. But then when I landed, I rolled and I landed on someone's like lap, and then I and then they get, I, I look up and it's a, and it's a, and it's this lady, and she gets up and she starts smacking me with like she starts smacking me and I was like, 
and everyone's like they're all clapping and everyone's like oh they're taking pictures and i was like what the hell's going on later on i guess i don't you know i still don't know who you know i i i, I had to look it up but i guess she was a famous comedian mm -hmm. from Japan. oh man so you were perfect for her so she was like smack, and everyone was like, "Oh, you know, like you know, it's I don't know." What, so what you, 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 know, with the star you landed on Ellen's lap. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And she started smacking. She started smacking me, and then afterwards, she, her, and her husband, uh, you know, took us out for dinner at a at a. At it, was, it was funny because it, like, <laughs> it was funny because she's like, "Oh, we're gonna." She, she wants to sponsor. It's like, oh, okay, perfect. So we're gonna go to a really. Oh a really yeah, nice how fancy was it, brother? Very, how fancy? Very, Tell us how was, fancy it was. Yeah. Keep in I mind, my brother flew across the world to Japan <laughs> to go to the very almighty classic world of. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> no, dude. And I was like, oh, they're like, oh, this is very, 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 very expensive. And I was like, oh, shit. No, and I was you like, stop. You gotta stop. And I'm thinking, TG. Thank you. Oh, no, I swear right? to God. We're talking oh, about Friday. man. We're yeah, talking about the fuck yeah. cheese sticks and the, and and, I was and like, the what? Jack Daniel barbecue sauce. TGF Friday. And at first, uh, Panda, and at Panda, first is this like, first time you ever go TJ Friday? <laughs> yeah. And, I, and at first, I was like, I don't get this. This doesn't make sense. Why is and then I was like, well, and then I looked, opened up the restaurant, the, the menu, and it was all 100% American, like like the, the same exact thing you see at a TGI Fridays in the States. And, and the prices, I was like, holy shit, that's like really expensive. And it, it'd be like if, you know, if here in America, we have, you know, a, an authentic Japanese, uh, you know, restaurant. It's the same thing. So I'm like, okay, well, this makes sense. But it was just funny that we're like, oh, we're... They're like, oh, we're gonna go to a big restaurant, you know, very very expensive, and it was literally like a TGI Fridays, and I was like, but it, it makes it made sense in in the when I stopped and think about it, because yeah, it was it was but it was like exactly just like the one you see in the in the you know, but but you know, it's funny though that because like whenever I have guests here from Japan or I mean, uh, whenever I get luchadors. Uh, I'm gonna be flat out honest. I don't give a fuck. And it's the honest to God truth. Anytime you have a lucha guy here, eight out of ten times you take him to Marshalls and Ross and leave him there for about four hours and come back and get him, and they're happy. <laughs> okay, but the, the, it's the truth. It's the truth. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, when we were fuck? in Arkansas, and I had a carload of Pirata Morgan, Octagon, uh, Lady Apache, Silver King. Um, God, Asai, I had the whole crew. Well, now, now, that, now, that, now that I think about it, that makes sense because where else are you going to get those those tight jeans with the studded cross <laughs> on it? <laughs> wow. And uh, there were, you know, they, we were in the middle of Arkansas uh, tour and we drove by a Ross and Marshall side by side and they were like, oh, that was a Ross. And so I, I get it. I, I get that it. Was a Ross. But when I had Jushin Lagger here, you know, my biggest fear was, like, where do I take Jushin Lager? Like, I can't take him to sushi, right? Like, I can't, you know, because I don't want to be the same guy, you know, to take him to eat something that you would think he already had. So do we take him to a steakhouse? Um, do I take him, like, what, to rest, Italian restaurant? Like, what do I take him, right? And so uh, we, were, we were in the locker room. The show is over, and I had Demon, Atlantis. Uh, Masca Sagrada, uh, Jushin Lager, and we're all sitting there. I said, well, you know, Lager son, where do you want to go eat? Because oh, wherever you guys want to eat, no, no, you know, where do you want to eat? 
and literally, you know, he says, oh, I choose. Yeah, you choose. He wanted to go eat on McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, McDonald's. And then uh, he goes, yeah, I want a Big Mac Diet Coke. And so then I go, let's go. And then Demon pulls me inside and goes, if you take him to fucking McDonald's, I will beat your ass and never work for you again. I was like, all right, I won't take it to McDonald's. So I, uh, I yeah, well, who are you? Yeah. Who are you, Mikey Marin? <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I would think well, if it was if it was Mark Marin, it'd be okay. half a hamburger and a half soda. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That 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 joke if was for like for ten, ten guys that know who that guy is. You know what I mean? But you do know that's Cholo, little Cholo's dad, right? See? Told yes, you, I know. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that alone. Vinny, I mean, Elhenio, Elhenio, I'm gonna shout out to little Cholo. I'm gonna leave, uh, I'm gonna leave that alone. And, and uh, Cholo, please make sure you recharge your phone and get your Cholo bucks. So next time you come back to the podcast, you can stay gonna, longer than three minutes. Yeah, we're gonna have him back soon. I, I, I hope. Damn him, him, him and him and Big Ugly, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's, it's, it's weird to me too. So yeah, man. Um, you know, definitely a great experience in all Japan. You know, I know it's you know going to be a great thing for you to go back after this this pandemic, and I hope you do. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about now is you know I, I've known you as as you know Vinny the wrestler, you know Vinny the you know the, the guy. Asshole. And honestly, you know, Vinny, Vinny, the trainer. I mean, when I when I went to yes. semi pro, uh, graduated from beginners, you were one of my first trainers, and you taught me a lot of valuable lessons uh, about how I work in the ring. And I know you've done that for a lot of different people. Um, I want to talk about the, the training aspect now. I, I know you train people. I know you train a lot of people, and I know, and I know you know where this is going. But before we get there. I just want to talk about, you know, the training aspect, you know, um, you know, what, what is, what is training the, the young talent mean to you? And, and, you know, how does it make you feel to see that these guys are actually progressing and, you know, just talk to me about training in general. You know, I know this is one of your passions, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe that's one of your passions as well. Right. Yeah, no, I've always enjoyed training. I've always enjoyed training, uh, you know, a certain style because I think a lot of times right now, especially in our area, uh, and Gabe can attest to this is pretty much anybody that has a ring or a warehouse calls we've, themselves. Yeah, we've trainer. talked about this many times. And then and then just opens up a school and just says, "Hey, I can go ahead and train people." I honestly, I wish it was more like they they do in Japan and Mexico, where they have you know, like in Mexico they have maestros. You know, they have guys that are like okay, these guys are trainers. Right. You know, it's not it's not like oh well, I trained with Sky Day for a month, so I'm gonna teach you guys how to right. wrestle now. It doesn't work like that. You know, it's guys that have been wrestling for a long time that have wrestled uh, many styles. You know, they can be allowed to train because you know you all you're gonna do you're just gonna you know you're just gonna keep making more bad wrestlers. You know, we need we you know we need an actual trainer to, to look, teach these guys how to properly train in in the ring and out of the ring. Because a lot of times, um, a lot of the, the guys that come out now, yeah, you know they're you know they know how to bump, they know how to do normal stuff. But the outside of wrestling part, like taking you know being professional out of the ring, you know doing you know cutting promos, just doing anything like that, 
they have no idea what, how to do any of that stuff. Well, and that's that's why I mean, to me, Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy, where you where where you were training at when I first, um, I mean, met you, you were a trainer at. Excuse me. They they teach us a lot of that. You know, you guys go through a, a wide array of etiquette and and professionalism, and you know how to conduct yourself um, in the business, and and that's not that that is important to me. You know because. You know, it, it, it definitely it definitely gave me uh, I guess more of a, of a respect value when people when people see me because I'm able to conduct myself well. You know, so I, I agree with that. You know, you started out at at Revolution, and you know, I mean, the how how spit it out, Papa! God what? dang it! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is your? It's just like oh, it's just man. like it's just like his rest. It's just like his wrestling. He can't. He can't <laughs> you go there. Well, no, I can now. I remember. You know, I got a story. I'll tell a story. I can now. I, I remember. Me- remember, remember, Pac- remember when he first started. started. Hold on, I'm hold on, like, hold on. Throw the clothesline. Throw yeah. the clothesline. Oh, do I throw the clothesline now? <laughs> I remember, the clothesline I remember when I first started. I, I don't know if you remember this, Vinny, but I, I was I was nervous to hurt somebody. You know, I, I was. Oh yeah, I yeah, do. That's I what I'm talking super about. Nervous. Like everything. You were like, uh, 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 Papa, do the move. Uh, 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 Papa, do the move. I was very nervous to hurt somebody. And I remember you telling me, hey, uh, come here. And I was in the corner. And you said, come here. Put your head down. And you just, you hit me in the top of the head. And I was like, what the fuck? And he, you go, did that hurt? I said, a little bit. Did I kill you? Uh, no. Okay. Well, then fucking clothesline him. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> it was in that moment that I got it. Yeah, because, dude. Dude, I'm sorry, cause you were doing, you were doing like the, you were doing like the Ultimate Warrior like L clothesline. You were like, you were just tapping the guy. I'm like, dude, that I looks. Was, like, I was afraid to hurt. I was afraid to hurt somebody. Like, yeah, but but you're a 400 pound man and you clothesline like yeah, a whip. Well, not no more. I was like, dude, this looks terrible. <laughs> now he's 380. Leave him alone. All right. Not not anymore. Not. <laughs> I bet you he's back. I'm, I'm about I'm about I'm about 320 right now. God damn it. Yeah, no, oh, I'm dead on a scale. So let's talk about it, man. Training. You're the trainer that trained Kane Velasquez for his professional wrestling debut. All right. Yes. How'd that come about? I mean, what 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 happened? How'd that come about? And you know, uh, uh I think what the main thing that what what happened was that Conan, uh, for obvious reasons, because he had Kane going to AAA, he was like, hey. I need him to do something. I can't just have him not do anything. So, you know, Kane lives in Gilroy, which is like 20 minutes from the Revolution right. gym. Uh, and then, you know, so Kevin Kleinrock, so so Conan called Kleinrock, and he's like, hey, I have this guy, you know, Vinny Massaro, because Conan knows me. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'll be perfect. So, you know, I told him, okay, well, we're going to use the, you know, Revolution gym, so go ahead and call, you know, make sure you ask Gabe for permission, too. And that, you know, that was pretty much it, you know. And then we started training, you know, Kane at the gym, getting 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 him ready for that first, because he didn't know, you know. I mean, obviously he, he's an athlete and he does MMA, so he knows how to throw suplexes and how to throw stuff. But he had no idea how to wrestle, how to take bumps, how to run the ropes. So we were just trying to teach him that that aspect of it. Oh, I know firsthand. He knew how to throw people. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> yes, I know firsthand. <laughs> yeah, oh man! I still but, remember him throwing that German, and, and uh, we go, "Papa, you're next." 
and we're thinking, ah, I wonder if he, oh, yeah, he got him over and yep. just Easy. turned I didn't his even, ass over, man. It was I didn't awesome. Even, I, did, I didn't even help him. I couldn't do anything. <laughs> he just, he just, well, you never help anybody with that. <laughs> I tried, okay. goddammit. What, what is it? Come on, Vinny. <laughs> Take control of your oh, podcast, God. please. Now, hey, Gabe, you know, mm-hmm. hearing that, you know, hey, Cain Velasquez wants to train. He wants to use the, the academy. You know, how would you feel about that? I know you're pretty excited. Well, and it's you were able, huge, you know. You were uh, able to get his, you, you know, you were able to get a lot of your students to help out as well, right? That was the whole thing, you know. It's like, okay, cool. Um, Kane, first it's like, kind of like Vinny, nah, ain't going to happen. You know what I mean? You know, uh, why would Kane want to do that? I'm sure he'll go train, you know, somewhere or what have you. He, you know, he's not going to need that. But right. when when it finally came, you know, when he arrived, you're like, okay, shit, he's here. All right, now what? You know what I mean? And it's like, it's exciting because, you know, your product is assigned to it. But at the same time, it's also an extension because, you know, in this business, everything is about a rub, you know. You know, you just can't say we're not training Cain Velasquez. And we thought we couldn't say anything, you know. So we were just on keeping it on the download until one day uh, Cain says, hey, guys, let's take a picture. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, yeah, is it cool we put it on social media? And, he, and we're like, yeah, of course. Is that cool? He goes, yeah, I was wondering how come you guys don't share anything. We're like, oh, in that case, click, 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 click. All right. You know what I mean? You know, because we didn't know. We didn't know what the deal was. Right. Because Gabe will be like, hey, man, like, can I post this? And I asked Conan, and Conan be like, no, because I'm trying to make it a secret. You know what I mean? Which I get it. Because when he first, like, okay, when he first wrestled at that Triple Mania. I don't know if it was Triple Mania. Was triple. So when he first came out, and you know, everyone's like, "The fuck is King gonna do?" But he went out and did the Rana, the Tijeras. He did like all that shit. Everyone fucking went nuts. It wouldn't have gotten that big of a pop if he there was videos of him doing all that shit at practice. Well, just so you know, his real so trainer, I, Psycho Clown, taught him all that. Right, which is another story. Which is fucking. Which is a which is a whole other story. What's, what's the story? Basically, I gotta know this. Basically, right? No, so Conan, Conan would like you know he would send me messages. He goes, "Hey, I want him to, I want him to learn UWFI style, like fucking rings, like basically amateur, like blood sport. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like shoe style, like hybrid shoe style." So I was teaching him suplexes, like Germans. You know, I taught him, you know, the Cormier driver yep. that I do. You know, the, the the move that I got from Daniel, from you know, that Cormier, I got yeah. from watching Daniel Cormier. You know, re- you know, King's one of the best say, friends, right? And yeah, I'm like, dude, this. I go, this will be awesome. And I taught him. He's like, dude, that's sick. So I taught him all these like, you know, submissions and like STO and like judo throws that he can do in a pro wrestling style. And then I teach. And then King's like, hey man, can I learn some lucha? And I was like, yeah, sure, we'll teach you lucha. But I'm telling you right now, Conan doesn't want you to do lucha. You're not gonna do it. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? It's like Conan told me the match is gonna be like basically. You know, you're gonna he's gonna go out there and do shoe stuff. <laughs> so then, it's like, and and, and, and go, plus he, he just had you know his knee was kind of messed up, so we didn't want to doing any basing or anything. Knee, you know, a lot of yeah, we don't want him injuring himself before the match because you know how how bad would that would have been? He he got injured at training. Now you know that would have been terrible. But then the funny thing he said he got the like two days before the show, the Triple Mania show, he goes to. Mexico and him and Psycho Clown are training and they're doing backflips landing on the feet. They're doing crossbody off the top rope. And I Conan, I mean and Kane 
calls me. <laughs> hey, man, like, these, these, he was just teaching me all this shit. I'm like, sure, why not? I'm, you know. And then, and then he goes, he goes, yeah. He wanted me to do a, a, a he wanted me to do a, a super kick. And he was kind of teaching me how to bro, slap the Bro, and that's my favorite part because I told Kane before he this left was... the academy, brother, whatever you do, when you get to triple a, triple a, make sure you slap your leg on everything you do. And he would laugh and Vinny would go, don't you fucking dare <laughs> don't, yeah. slap the Bas- leg. Basically. All yeah. right. Okay. Basically, I have a rule. Number one rule. And when I train anybody, do not slap your leg. Just yeah. don't do it. It's your because you're. It's just, it. It looks like shit when because every every match has like fifty fucking leg slaps. You know what I mean? You know this is dumb. And I told Kane, I go for the, for the love of God, <laughs> please do not slap your leg. He goes why? He goes because you've kicked for real in UFC and have never slapped your leg. So why would you slap your leg? And it's like oh yeah, that makes sense. And he goes please. It looks and he, he I go promise me. And we shook. We literally shook hands like promise me you will never slap your leg and he's like i promise and then he calls me he's like yeah he wanted me to slap his leg but i told him my trainer <laughs> didn't allow me to do it <laughs> and i was like i'm very proud of oh you my god. <laughs> i'm very proud of oh you oh my god and he he did pretty well in that match too man i gotta say you know he did, he did. oh well he's i mean he's a great athlete. oh yeah. yeah by far he's a great ass and the, and the cool thing about that is that afterwards when he came back uh it was you know the gates were open you know, we could post them whenever he was training. And the good thing is that Conan was like, oh, yeah, now for the Go for match, it. then we can do whatever. Teach him whatever. So I was teach. So in my mind, I was like, well, okay, he can do this and this. Okay, well, how about you do uh, Halita into a fucking suplex? So I was trying to I was trying to teach him how to do lucha moves. But then ended, ended yeah. with like a shoot. Carved like, over to what know, he knew. Like a... Like a yeah. Exactly. So, and he lo- and he loved that. You know, he loved that he could do like you know little lucha moves into a fucking suplex or lucha moves into a arm bar, uh, and you know and you know so and yeah, the second match was awesome. You know, uh, I will I will go ahead and say that the the star of all those matches uh, was Taurus. He, uh, oh you know, yeah. He definitely based. Oh, yeah. yeah. He definitely based came very well and he helped him out. So Taurus was by far. You know, you know the, you know really, really good in that match, and he deserves a lot of the credit for all. You those, know, in the for training matches. for for Kane that some people may may not know, and some some do obviously, but um, apart from when Vinny was training him, you know, uh, the MMA, you know, hybrid into so on, he was learning lucha like one hundred percent lucha from us, and one of his teachers or trainers was was Lady Apache. And yes. I remember mm-hmm. Lady Apache being like, oh, my God, I'm getting the ring with Cain Velasquez, right? And I'm like, come on, lady, you're a, you're like an absolute G, you know? Like, and, but for her, it was like, dude, that's Cain Velasquez. <gasps> and then Cain got in the ring, and I remember a lady going, oh, my God, it's Cain Velasquez. But once they started training, she was like, I'm the trainer, you're the student. And I remember Cain... Uh, like going, oh my god, this lady's like the best trainer ever, you know what I mean? And so, Kane learning, you know, being at the academy, he was always like super humble, you know. I remember he'd come back from like AAA with like gifts, you know, jack, you know, jacket, shirts, hats, you know, stuff like that. And like here, guys and students, you know, he was cool with the students. He was, you know, he was an extension of the academy, and then eventually yeah. he trained. He'd come to class on a regular basis, and we would teach him lucha stuff. It was just 
it was just awesome experience that it it, it started oh, as yeah. like okay we'll train him for a couple of times and we'll never get a rub into the point where like he was at class on a regular basis. Yeah, he was such a you know he was such a cool guy. Like he was, you know he was he was helped out. Like I remember one time because uh, when uh, you know even though I'm a trainer, I've been wrestling for twenty something years. Every anytime Lady Apache shows up to the ring to train, I'm the student. Like if Gabe tells me, "Hey, Lady Apache's in town," yeah. I'll show up and I'll be and I'll be in the class because I want to learn from Lady Apache because she's by far one of the favorite one of my favorite trainers. You know, I've ever I've ever been in the ring with. So I remember one time it was me, uh, Kane, and Jr. Kratos, and like we were done with lucha class. We were we were all done. We were just kind of sitting around talking about UFC, and uh, I was talking about because you know I've trained a little bit in MMA. Kratos has trained a little bit in jujitsu and stuff. So we were talking about like a certain jujitsu. I think it was like the uh, triangle sweep, and he was like, "Show me." So you know. And so me, so me, Kane, and Jack Craters, we just kind of started rolling around a little bit, just doing a little bit of uh, jujitsu and MMA. It was, it was super cool because he was like, hey, it was, and he was kind of showing me, like, no, 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 do this with the triangle. Or, and he was, you know, and he showed me a couple of his, you know, moves, which is, like, he doesn't have to do that. You know, he can just, you know, training's done, go yeah. home. Like, he doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't have to do any of that with us. He can just, yeah, you know. It's pretty cool. But, it's pretty cool, you know, trading off training right i mean he's you know he's so well versed in, right. in, in mixed martial arts and you're so well versed in, in professional wrestling that yeah i i taught him how to bump and he was teaching you know he was giving me you know take some time and teaching me how to learn that so you know he's a super nice guy very humble and and he's you know i think if he whatever he wants to do if he wants to go back to usc if he wants to do more wrestling he he's going to succeed at whatever he does um you know because he's because he wants to learn more. He's not just going to be like, oh, I'm I'm Kane. I, I don't need to listen to nobody. You know, it's the opposite. He knows that, you know, I mean, shit. You know, he was calling us coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you know what I mean? That's just, you know, he can, he, he has the right to do whatever he wants, but he decides. It was the coolest thing, though, because Vinny was very, like, uh, Vinny was his coach, you know, very serious. And I'm just a fucking goofball trying to rib him all the time. You know what I mean? And it was funny because Kane, Kane's not very uh, emotional. He doesn't show much emotion. He's very, you know, very poker no. face. No matter what you're doing, unless he knows, unless he, he unless feels he comfortable, you. then I, I'd say something, and he'd always go, "You're stupid," and he'd start laughing, right? <laughs> because it was just like you wanted him to feel comfortable. Because you know, he's in the worst case scenario. Where he comes from the world of UFC, where, you know, uh, you have to do, defend yourself for someone choking you out or whatever. And now you're going to go into the world of pro wrestling where no matter what you do, you're going to end up getting, like, ridiculed, right? Oh, he went from this, he went to that, you know what I mean? And he took everything in stride. He never lost uh, focus on who he was. He never big-timed anybody. And to this day, when, we, when you know, Vinny and I speak to him on, on separate, you know, uh, calls and so on, same thing. Hey, how's the academy? How's it going? Um, when this is over, I want to come by and work out. You know what I mean? How's the family? Never big timing, man. He's just a awesome guy. And then having him at the academy and then having Vinny train him and then having us be a part of it, you know, it's just all awesome. And all that just circles back to uh, Kevin Kleinrock, who seems to have his hand in everything because Kevin's the one that put, you know, the, the right people together to make it happen. 
Yeah, man. I mean, I, I have my own experiences with, with Kane. I mean, I don't expect him to know me from anybody, you know, and I, I was happy enough to bump around for him and I was happy enough to, you know, work with him and stuff like that. You know, we were doing four corner heat and all that stuff like that. But there was one time that really solidified how cool of a dude he was. I was um, doing extra talent at the San Jose arena somewhere and um, for some company and, and uh, he was bombarded with i just saw him out the corner of my eye he was bombarded with all kinds of fans and he's signing all kinds of autographs taking all kinds of pictures man he looked up and he saw me and then he looked to it he looked towards his wife and screamed something she looked at me and he blew by all the people he just stopped what he was doing to come say hey to me and give me a hug and his wife came and gave me a hug to see how i was doing and what i was doing there and it was just really cool man that dude is so fucking genuine and, and solid you yeah, know, so it was it was cool meeting him, meeting him, and it was cool to see Vinny actually training him. You know, so that that's definitely an awesome experience, man. Definitely an awesome experience. So, Vinny, there was one thing that came about from the first episode that I want to ask you. Okay. Oh no, I haven't even I haven't even heard the no, first episode. Well, I'm well, sure. it was me. It was me, dude. You know, you, we we have our accounts. You know, we go, go with social media, starting to you know market for the you know, and, and advertise for the show or whatnot. I posted a video along with one of your, um, one, one of the posts that was going to, you know, promote the show. And um, the death of cheeseburger became a thing. I, I wanted to ask you about that video, man. So uh, we video really, are, we, are we really going to waste time on this? I, I, I want to know because that it was one of the best <laughs> videos I've ever seen. Oh, God. He grabs, he, I'll he be grabs, back. <laughs> he grabs cheeseburger in one of these, one of these innovative moves. Regal place, and you fucking dropped him on his neck, and I thought you killed him. And the dopest part about the video is, is they just keep repeating it. Have you seen the video? Yes, so I what have. happened there, dude? Like you, like that Regal Plex, man. It's a dangerous well, move, I was, but I mean, what did he do to make? I mean, calm you down. Know. Calm down. It's not a dangerous move. Well, I me, mean, yeah, I mean, it is a dangerous move, but I, I'm a professional. Yeah. But no, is uh, the you know, I I needed to uh, take out cheeseburger, so I was like, I'm gonna give you a a, a regal plex. <laughs> and uh, he's like, what's that? Goes, don't worry Took about your it. Chin. Took a chin. <laughs> That's he didn't chin. And, he didn't touch his chin. <laughs> Oh no, he took his chin. I, he I had, had his chin had the whole chin. way, and he I just had, released him before he bumped. <laughs> The regal plex is one of those moves when the guy, like, I'm. If I don't trust somebody to, like, you know, if I don't trust somebody to take the move right, that's kind of those moves like you have no choice but to yeah. take it. So th <laughs> those those moves are reserved. Those moves are reserved for people that I'm like, you know what? I don't. I'm not sure how long you, how, how good how you are. Just took it in. Yep, <laughs> stick a chin because I I have control the whole time and it's pretty much. All I remember when we were in class yeah. and uh, I go, Vinny, I want I want you to teach everyone the Snappanese, which is a Saido, right? Oh no! And he Hello, goes, uh, come here, and they go, what do I do? And he goes, tuck your chin. I go, oh shit! And he grabbed the guy and bumped him, and he got up and he goes, oh that was cool, you know. What I mean? But that's that's pretty much, you know, tuck your chin and, and you go. So, so Vinny, you know, you went to Japan, you went to Mexico, you skipped the trip you did to Nocalpa. Um, what I skipped the what the trip that we did in Nocalpa on the day after, you know, uh, after we oh, yeah. Mexico. He wasn't there. Oh, Vinny was there. Vinny was there on that day. At Nocalpa, yeah, Vinny was there when uh, the American flag was burned at uh, Nocalpan. Oh my God! 
Yeah, I was I was there. That was the first matter time. of fact. Uh, that's the uh, different. Yeah, second time was different. The first time, you know, it was a huge issue because, I mean, we uh, they wanted us to do no Katpa, Silver King. My brother, rest in peace. He uh, put it together, and we were there, and we actually had a project set up where we were going to do um, talent exchange per se, you know. But in that talent exchange, it included Silver King, which is we already brought him in anyways. So we came in. We're all on the super high of uh, Reno, Mexico the night before. And we walk in. And we went from being the cathedral to the toilet. Because not only was Reno, Mexico, you know, <laughs> being, you know, a professional and so on. We went to the Union okay, we went to Union 76 Exxon Station on Highway 5. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? <gasps> You know, um, it was crap. Absolute I mean, fucking I mean, crap. From the moment we were received, it was just, it was, the owner, uh, yeah. uh, not all the boys, but the majority of the boys that we dealt with. Yeah. Know, no, there was just a couple. It's crap. Uh, they double-crossed uh, us. He, they, uh, yeah, he ordered those cars. He ordered those cars was really nice to uh, to myself. I really to remember you. that. To you. Yeah, yeah, to you. You know what I mean? Um, they took liberties with uh, Vapor. They took liberties with... Um, uh, with uh, Jungle Boy, um, someone in the locker room or the concession stand stole one of our belts. We had to go get it. Um, they double crossed the booking. Um, it got bad to the point. It was a cl- it was it was yeah, a clusterfuck. It, it got to a point where it's I don't I don't see this very often, but uh, Border Patrol uh, uh, Colt Stevens walked out like he he walked out and yeah. said, I'm done. So he walked out right. And then Jungle Boy goes, oh, you're out? Fuck, I just got hit in the head with a VCR. I'm out, too. He walks out. But poor goes, oh, you guys are out? Fuck, I'm out. But poor leaves. And now you're staying there alone with uh, Silver King. What's going through mm-hmm. your mind? What happened? Well, okay. So at this point, I look, because I, I'm in the ring. And I'm, like, I'm going through. Me and Silver King are working. Me and... Uh, uh, electroshock. We're me. We're all. You know. We're working. I. You know. I. I'm gonna admit it was stiff, but as Gabe would, as Gabe knows, nothing that I not. Uh, you know, nothing that I'm used to it. I mean, shit. I just got my ass kicked a day before <laughs> <laughs> in Mexico. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, all right, whatever. Just you know, whatever. It's just you know, I've gone stiff plenty of times before. But I look and they're walking out, and I'm like, all right. And here I'm like, okay, so and and Silver King's like, where the fuck they all left? And I was like, oh fuck. So in my mind, I'm like, I go back up and I was like, you guys come back. And you know, Nick, fuck that. I'm not going back to this bullshit. I go, listen, calm down. I go, and I was trying to be the the because in my mind, I'm like, we're in fucking, you know, we're in a, uh, you know, hostile environment. Yeah. We're in the we're in armpit Mexico. of Mexico by far. Well, we're, we're professionals. We're, we're in. We're no, and it's not even that. I'm just trying to get the. Fuck no, you got to remember though, Papo. It, it wasn't that Nick didn't like the match. Right. The, the 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 talent fucking, took liberties no. where they threw a chair at his face. No, yeah, um, you showed it, me. You it, showed it, me. It was out of hand. So then yeah. Nick goes, "Wait a minute, I don't feel safe here. I'm out of here." The yeah. what Vinny was trying to save is the fact is, look, dude. Let's just finish this match and get the hell out of here. And if we don't finish, yeah. it's going to end up being worse. Let's just go and finish it. It's going to get worse in the locker room. Like, we're going to be like, 
Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, we're, we're going to just, if the match just ends right here, they're going to come in the back. Nick's going to yell at them. They're going to yell at each other. Something bad's going to happen. We're in fucking Mexico. We're like literally in, you know, we're like four people against a whole locker room full of luchadors. Like, we're, we're, we're way outnumbered. So I'm like, listen, I know they're being stiff. I got fucking stiff in the head, too. Let's just get the fuck out of here, though. But let's just do it so we, so we actually have our fucking our luggage. You know, we're not, get, we're not getting fucking robbed and shit. You know what I mean? Because we still had to get back to our hotel, which was three hours. <laughs> which was like a two-hour car ride. And just to, to keep this in it's mind, not like, guys. It's not like we can, it's not like we, it's not like we can just go, hey, uh, what the fuck? Grab my bag. And Uber. No, here's we, something you like guys got to understand. Uber does not travel not to go, the arena we were at. Uh, Uber told me when they dropped us off, we will not come back and get you. Uber is not allowed to travel to this part of town at this time of night. So this is what this is what we're up against. So, right. So I'm like, I go, if this was like at you know a show in whatever in California, I was like, fuck yeah, yeah, let's just get the fuck out of here. But no, dude, we were like in hostile environment, guys. Let's just calm down. Let's like literally let's live to fight another day. Like that's all I was thinking. I wasn't thinking like we have to finish the match and get two shits. Like I, I brought him back in and I took and I and I just took the fall. It was done. You know what I mean? But because the main thing, because I know all those guys, if they come back and they start yelling at each other, you know, it's because it's pro wrestlers. Let's keep it real. Pro wrestlers, you know, they all have big egos. And if we go back and they all and they start shouting, he's, we start shouting, it's going to end up bad. There was already the fucking match before us. Some guy got like yep. stabbed in the head. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. There was a, yeah, the guy, this, this guy. So basically this guy, uh, there was like a death match or whatever. But one of the guys was hated by the locker room because he talked too much shit to like one of the promoters. And the liberty they took with that kid. Oh. And they did and this so this guy oh. who's been there for a long time fucking literally had a death match and took out pliers and started stabbing yep. him in the face. And, so that was the match. And what was funny though is the so guy like, did not know because the pliers were in the ref's pocket. And when the guy oh, was laying shit. down, the ref? yeah. So when the guy was laying down, the ref walked over, gave the guy on top the pliers, brought right. him up, and I opened mean, him up. I mean, guys, this is IWRG. This is the same place where not the, Libre. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, but that's you know, yeah. That's I'm saying that's the same place where that one um, with the brick, Cuervo, yeah, with the brick happened. The guy got thrown. Got, got oh, a the brick cinder block came from head. the top. Yeah, I remember the that. Cinder block. Yeah. That's 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 from that, that venue. That's yeah. the same promotion. That's the same promotion, same venue. So I'm just kind of like, guys, I know it's a fucking weird scenario, but guess what? I kind of want to yeah. go home <laughs> in one piece. I don't want to be fucking stuck here. You know, I don't want to be like, oh yeah, you're you're not coming. I don't want to be like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. All right, how do we get home? You're stuck here, and now we're gonna fucking figure out how to get home. Yeah. So let's. I'm like, let's guys, let's calm down. And we just go, went back, finished the match. I go, Nick, please, sh shut up. This is not the time to pick a fight. But that, yeah, I, and that's what we IWRG, did. That, I mean, Karma's a bitch, right? They just got their license revoked, right, for trying to do the the the, uh, the empty the arena. During, yeah. yeah, the empty arena matches. So. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But but and then and then also I was like, you know, you know, Silver King, you know. He was, I, I, I wasn't like too worried because Civil King was there, but I was like, let's at least finish the match. So I brought him all out. We finished the match and then we're like, all right, 
you know, let's just get our pay. I don't even, I didn't even look at it. I grabbed it in my pocket. I was, you know, I'm sure I, I know it was right. short, but I was like, I just want to get, I just want to get the fuck But I mean, you here. say, you say, you know, you weren't too worried because Silver King was there. And I, I, for one, know how much of a legend Silver King is. I mean, rest in peace to Silver King. But I mean, was there something that, I mean, what could he have done if, if people started wilding out and going crazy on you guys? Oh. You know, there, there wouldn't have been much he could have done. No, right? it would not really. No, but the, no, but but that's why I went back and right. finished the match. That way, at least he's like, "Hey guys, come on, let's stop." And they finished the yeah. match. The main thing is, I just didn't want them to, you know, we just right. walk out and then they start cursing at us, and then we start cursing at them because you know we're all wrestlers. We, you know, we gotta fucking. We're not gonna, you know, just take right. it, and then then hell, all hell breaks loose. Okay. So, but that was the main thing. I just want to, you know, because I had plus Gabe was there, his wife right. was there. I kind of like I got, I'm like you know what, dude? It's not like this is just, this isn't like just me and me against you, like in some you know at a place I can just go home. Yeah, We're stuck. and the funny thing is, I'm sitting there uh, watching this happen, and Silver King makes eye contact with me. He's like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "What do you want me to do?" Like, you know, like I'm gonna go up and go get him. Like, what the fuck? And it, it was a mess because I mean, a lot of stuff. I mean, uh, Jungle Boy uh, literally uh, had her take. Uh, a flag that was being American flag that was being burned in the stands, you know. So yeah, it was it, it was a little know, bit. It and, got and, out of hand. It, it, they it, they got out of hand. Um, you know, they were they were they weren't being. I got you know. I'll admit it. They were being extra stiff. But as Gabe knows, this is nothing that that you're you know, not used to already. But the thing is, for to. example, like when uh, when I was booking talent to wrestle in Mexico. Um, they were working for Todo por el Todo, Hijo del Santos promotion, okay? And I was booking, uh, uh, God, uh, Brian Cage, uh, Oliver John, uh, Oliver John, Derek Sanders, Hijo de Trump, you know. Um, I was booking, you know, just a, on a regular basis, right? Well, one show, um, Oliver John, uh, Oliver John and somebody else grabbed the Mexican flag, right? The even though he was holding his own American flag, he grabbed the Mexican flag. And there was a huge issue where I got a phone call. Uh, we were warned by the State Athletic Commission. That's not only a, a, a law that he potentially broke for wrestling, but it was a the law of the country. Mm. Okay. So my problem was, is we walk into Nocalpan, and we have this makeshift doctor in a fucking coat asking me where my license is at. Asking me where my money's at. Asking me, and I was like, I ain't paying you. Man, you better get out of my face. I ain't paying you shit. Yeah, you know he, he goes to me, he's like, oh, can I, can I have, the, can I have the, the, the fees? I go, you got to pay me the fees for the athletic commission. I was like, what? Like, so no, then he I'm tells me, can, can I hold your license? I said, dude, I'm, I'm, if you ask me again, we're all leaving. I said, I ain't paying you a penny. I came from, a, I, I, I'm here on behalf of these people, the owner, and that guy right there. Any money you want from me, get it from them. And I go, Silver, or we're going home. I have no problem going home. So they're trying to stiff us when we got there, trying to take our money when we got there. They changed the booking, you know, in the ring. They took liberties. It was like one of the worst experiences ever. But it's something I think that made everybody grow as people because you got to. Oh, yeah. And we got to oh, remember yeah. when we work here on the indie scene, we're working the same people for the most part, you know every show and right. so you know what to expect and now you're working somewhere where they're hating you because 
the spot that Jungle Boy and and Colt and everyone that Vapor that was on that show, that's four spots that did not go to someone on the regular roster. You know, mm-hmm. so now you got those guys pissed off and, and then, then you got the guys who are kissing your ass because they want you to book them in the States and I'll never forget when the show was over, um, and I got interviewed with Silver King, and we shot each other back and forth on camera. Um, Silver goes, hey, the, uh, the owner wants to see you. And that was one of the scariest walk-ups to any office you know, I've ever done. Because when I walked up, it was like fucking an episode of uh, Narcos in that fucking office, man. I was like, holy shit. All kinds of people in there. Oh, yeah. And so I sit down, and it's the owner and his son. And he starts telling me how my guys are not, uh, I guess, are not used to working on the fly. I flipped out. I said, I mm-hmm. flipped out, you know, and he wanted us to work. And Amber telling me, no, thank you, but no, thank you. Shook his hand and got out of there as fast as I could. And I could definitely see myself, you know, being pushed down the stairs like some telenovela, right? And we get there. And then uh, Vinny goes, all right, let's go. And, we're, and, and there's arguments between all of us and the Main the building, we're like, let's get out of here, let's get out of here. And I go, Silver, let's go. And so we all go to go in Silver's car to go home. And Silver can only hold like two people. And there was like six of us. Mm. And so luckily, I had the phone number of the Uber driver to drop us off. And I was able to call him directly. And I paid him on the side to pick us up. Otherwise, we'd have been stuck in Ocalpan, you know. In a, yeah, and, that, and that's scary, that's- scary, scary shit. And that's the thing. I just wanted to get the fuck out of there as as bad as you know, as, you know, as much as I want to argue and like yell at everyone. But I'm like, you know what? Oh, I'm never. And then we got fuckers. And then we got stiff on the pay again. too. That was the best part, man. Yeah, yeah. I got stiff <laughs> on the pay. I was like, dude, listen. I go. This is this is this is. I would have been. It w- I would have been better if we would have just stayed at the hotel. I would have eaten a fucking torta on the side <laughs> of the road. It would have been great. But you know, we. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm here in Mexico. Let me wrestle another place. But man, it was a disaster, and I'll never fucking do it again. Because I remember the next year when we went to uh, Dragon Mania again, you know, they were like, uh, Gabe was like, oh, you know, uh, there's, I did, I'll go, fuck, <laughs> no, I'm not going, ain't going there. <laughs> no, okay, but, but I got you booked elsewhere, though. Yeah, but then I got, but then, uh, and Gabe was like, okay, well, uh, you know, Ray Bucanero, <laughs> you guys booked for a CMLL show in Guadalajara. I was like, Oh hell yeah! Because my wife's from Guadalajara, so I'm like, dude, that'd be amazing. Get to go there, and and that was, um, like a hundred percent, like the the other way. It was that was such Great a good experience. experience. amazing, amazing experience. Like the match was awesome. The fans were awesome, and just being around, you know, we get to hang out at Guadalajara for a little bit. Uh, I got to meet this uh, this guy in uh, one of the wrestlers, Grand Canute. Which uh, ended up make being being a gear maker, and uh, you know he's uh, one of the reasons why we have all the you know the lucha masks right now. Uh, so you know it was a great experience. You know what I mean? I me- I remember uh, uh, you know g- taking the Uber <laughs> to his house, and I'm like, holy shit! And I remember like, holy shit! This is like I'm about to get jacked or something because it was like you open it up and it's like a giant villa. But then you go on the side of his house and it's like, oh shit! There's all the masks and all the gear. And then he showed up. He measured me, and then. And the rest is history. And not, you know, now he's one of the busiest person, one of the busiest gear makers I know of, fucking making all kinds of masks. Yeah, for he he ended up being a godsend. You know, we I got a tip on some stuff, and I go, hey Vinny, I go, once you're in Guadalajara, can you can you go down here? So I I, I talked to Canoe, and like, 
And typically, whenever you deal with gear makers, you're always dealing with a guy who's about 75, used to wrestle, doesn't know how to use his phone, doesn't know how to use email, and you wait for the gear, and maybe you'll get there in six months, or maybe you won't get there at all, right? Well, but, he, yeah. but he knows how to collect Western Union, but he doesn't know how to do anything else. Um, <laughs> but this guy had everything from Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp. I mean, he was on it and so on. Uh, he was a great, great guy. guy. And I go, eh. Super and, and so super then, nice. Then he goes, super hey, nice. bro, we're getting measured. And like within two days, I already had images of the gear. Do you want this? Do you want this option? Do you want this change? And I was like, whoa, hey, can you do this? And next thing you know, he's made all our gear, and he is the sole reason um, that all these masks come out um, and the quality yeah. they come out in. And, and you know, and once this pandemic's over, these who knows how long these masks are going to be around for. But you know, there'll be collector's items, or we'll be wearing for a time longer. But if you guys watch, you know, <laughs> these masks are coming out, or we have a lot of high-end names that are wearing them. You know, uh, so yeah. it's pretty cool, man. Um, uh, it's a small world. Small it's world. It's funny. It's funny, Gabe. You, you, you think you think this is what he what he was expecting <laughs> when I first when when I first got to his house and like I was talking to you on uh yeah. on WhatsApp. I was like, "Hey, can you please measure me?" I was like, "I want pandas." Like, okay, okay. And I and then and then like after you hung up, he was kind of like, "Uh, you know, Revolution has a lot of guys." Like, yeah, I goes. Oh, so so may, maybe I can do gear for them. I said, yeah, yeah. You you do a good job for for my gear. I'm sure. You can. I'm sure you'll. Gabe will give you more work. Now he's fucking like just. Now he's like, like. Now he's asking. Now he's asking for his 401k. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So so now so now for anybody that has one of lucha masks, you can thank me because I'm the one Here who started the whole thing. Uh, well, well, you know, if we'll we let it that part out. Again, I get that part. I should get. I should. I should get ten percent of it. Well, being mask. that I'm the one that sent you there, I should keep all the royalties. So we'll leave and it at that. Okay. Here we go. Other egos. I mean, these, these masks. Harder, these masks are like I tell Gabe all the time, man. These masks are are crazy. It's like a wildfire. How much, how how fast they spread, you know? And, and it's I, I feel like I don't know, guys, man. I'm I'm nervous about this whole thing. You know, I got I got diabetes, so if I catch this thing, it might be a little struggle for me. But um, for everyone else, with it all, with all the, it does, see see here here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. I think you know people be like, oh well, I'm healthy or this guy's like, oh I'm. It's not about right. you. It's not. A, it's not about like you know. You don't know the person that you carpool with or the person that you're sitting next to at Subway getting right. a sandwich. You don't know if they have an elderly person at their house. You don't know if they have a pregnant wife uh, at their house. You don't know. So everyone needs to stop being selfish and be like, oh well, I'm I'm 30 years old. I'll be healthy. I'll be fine. Well, you're gonna give it to somebody right. else. Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be fine. You're gonna quarantine yourself for two weeks and be perfectly fine. But the person that you gave it to, their grandfather's gonna die, or their their wife's gonna lose. Well, that's child. that's that's so what I was trying to get at. Is is like I feel like these masks are gonna be around even after this whole thing gets like a, a good. We get a good handle on it. I mean, I I believe that that these masks are going to be around for a very, very long time. It's going to well, be a part of fashion. But look how long it's been around in, for example, uh, in Japan. You right. know, how they they were been wearing masks when they have a cold, when they don't feel it under the weather, and they wear them out of common courtesy yeah. to, the, to the person in the office, at home, or whatever. And here, we can't even get them, people to wear them, and they're dying. Yeah. Well, well here's because we have a bunch of people that think COVID is a political, Boy, it's like uh, a hoax. You know, some kind of a, yeah. some, some 
some kind of political agenda yeah. against the president, which is ridiculous because I'll tell you right now, my, my family that lives in Italy that has seen people die, has seen people get sick, uh, they, you know, my family in Italy have been in quarantine. They've just been sitting at home doing nothing for, you know, almost right. months. They could care less about the United States president sure. right now. Sure. So it's not, it's not a political agenda. It has nothing to do with that. So, but, you know, there's a reason why you notice all, all of the, every, all the rest of the world are closing down, uh, they're closing down the borders against Americans because Americans, we're not doing it. We're not taking advantage of this. We're not going, hey, you know what? Let's, let's, let's take this seriously. Stop. Yeah. No way, man. It's up. my right not to wear it, man. Yep. It's my right to, to want to die, man. It's my you know, and that's that's what makes America great, I guess. You know, that we uh, obviously we have the right to choose and so on. But there comes a point in time where you just got to stop being a fucking douchebag and, you know, and stop being so selfish. Because I honestly believe that if we would all wear a mask from the very beginning and just sit our ass in one spot. We'd be in a better situation than we are now. Now people, well, we yes. must go to the beach. We must go to a bar. I must have a haircut. Shut the fuck up. You know, and that's the honest to God thing is that we are just a bunch of righteous fucking people who just don't want to, uh, you know, we're so used to being fucking, uh, 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 we can do whatever we want. It's America. It's America. It's America. Well, there it is. There's your fucking America now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it, I, I just, you know, people like to people like to take. Oh, it's all right, uh, but it's the stuff that is you're being inconvenienced for a little bit. Well, you know what? It's it's you know a safety belt is also an inconvenience, but you know we wear it because we don't want to die. Well, guess what? You you wear you know if if there was a seat belt that you can prevent other people from dying, you would do the same yeah. thing. and it's funny because in the seventies, what have you, you know, and once they made the seatbelt a law. It was the same fight that you see now. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Right. I'm not going Which, to until they said, all right, you know what? If we pull you over with no seatbelt, you get fined X amount of dollars, which is happening now. Right. Which is now if in some – like I know in Monterey, um, you get fined, I think, $100. In some parts of the California, you get fined $300. So now that might be the only way to make someone go – Oh man, I don't want. One thing is to get yelled at on social media and be a keyboard commando, but now it's like, man, uh, who cares if I save somebody? I don't have a hundred bucks to pay, and so yeah, but whatever it takes at this point, because I know for sure it's been four months, man. You know, we're we're stuck here in four months, and we're up another four months for sure. Listen, people, when people are very selfish, all right. So you know, it, you, if it's something that handles, you know, it's people will be like, oh. I'm smoking cigarettes because I it's okay. I know it's going to hurt my lungs. I'm going to smoke cigarettes. Yeah, but secondhand smoke still affects people. Uh, you know, if, you know, it's, you know, how, how long, how long did it take, if, you know, before people to not smoke around pregnant women and kids, you know, and still, I still see people smoking around kids, you know, you know, day in, day out. But it's because they're being selfish and people's like, well, it's my right to smoke. I was like, okay, but just, for one second, think of somebody else besides yourself. And unfortunately, yeah, it's people don't so, do that. Vinny, you know, we're going to start getting ready to wrap this up here. And one of the things I like to ask um, people that come on, you know, is, is this. You know, we have a lot of, you know, up-and-coming talent that likes to listen. Oh, wait. Before, before, you, before yeah. you said that, the best, the best, uh, uh, the best, 
Border Patrol is, ah. uh, is uh, Oliver John, Brian Cage, and J.R. Kratos. That's, that's my three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> shout, out, uh, shout out to the Border Patrol. <laughs> well, I think the best Border Patrol is going to be Kratos, Oliver John, and Derek Sanders. Oh, see, I, you know, what's funny is that I, Derek Sanders is like right there. I just think, cause Derek Sanders was always like, I don't know if he was booked this way, but he was always the fall guy. Well, you gotta remember the, 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 the group he was in, you had Nate rules who was jacked, you know what I mean? And, ah! you know, and, uh, and you had Ollie who was like, you know, the leader of the group. So. Uh, right. Derek was always the youngest just, one I of the just, group, so he was a fall guy per se. Yeah, to to me, to me, I always, you know, to me, I would think like uh, a tag team of you know Oliver John as heavyweight champion, and then a tag team of Jared Craters and Brian Cage together would be just a ridiculous freaking. So tag you don't team. think uh, it'd be Brian Cage and Wise Guy? No. Nick, did you hear that? Yeah, uh, here we okay. go. Oh, stop okay. it. Well, shout out, shout out to all it. them dudes, man. But that's Has what I was trying to. Has, yeah. who, who's 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 wise? Here we go. Hashtag sour eggs. Oh god. Oh that's god. Another anyway, story. so go ahead. What's what's your what's your question that you got to well, say? The question I wanted to ask oh, you, man. Is, you know, for for everyone who's listening, you know, so aspiring good. aspiring to be a, a wrestler, aspiring to be in the business, you know, people that are in the business that want to get better, you know, what, what would you say to them right now as, as a trainer, as a, a veteran wrestler, someone who has meant so much to a lot of people in the wrestling business, what would you say to these cats to, to help, you know, guide them towards not being, as you said before, you know, shitty and <laughs> not trained properly. Um, uh, do your research. Yeah. Uh, do your research and find a good school. Don't just find the one that's local to you. Find one that's... Well, good. like, w can uh, you name a shitty school? Well, there's tons of shitty schools. Can you name one? Can I yeah. name one? No, actually, I don't. I can't name any shitty school that I, not, that I know of. But, I mean, pretty much, rev honestly, in California, uh, Revolution is the main one. Um, that's what I think. I mean, there's literally there's there's not even anything remotely close to Revolution School, and I'm I have a school, and I I'll tell you right now, it's nowhere near Revolution School because we don't have the tools that Revolution has. Uh, we don't have the, the you know the the different trainers that Revolution has. Uh, you know, and I'll be I'll be a hundred percent. If if I lived anywhere near San Jose, I would be train. I would be at Revolution every every chance I can get. Um, but yeah, just do your research, you know, go to a good school, uh, and then just don't be afraid to go outside of your, you know, you know, you, your comfort zone and learn, learn some new stuff. You know, uh, you know, I, I said it on the first episode, I hated Lucha Libre because I just disliked the style, but I started training on it and look, look at all the opportunities that it has brought to me. So, you know, don't be afraid to go out of your, out of the yeah. comfort zone. Yeah. Um, if you're anywhere near California, go to Revolution School by all means. Uh, hundred, you know, that's, that's the number one thing that I can say. But if you're, you know, out of the country, do some research. Go to a good school, um, and don't be afraid to leave that school. You know, don't be, you know, don't be like how I was 
with rolling, you know, at APW and rolling where I was like, I'm stuck. Just, you know, I can't go anywhere. If there's an, an issue with the school, there's some, you know, with personnel or something personal that happens to you, leave. You know, don't do not be, you know, in a toxic, toxic environment uh, inside of a training school because if something bad happens inside of a training school like that, you're going to hate pro wrestling because of it. Wow. Yeah, no, that's that's facts, man. That's definitely good information. Well, Vinny, hey, I mean, dude, I tell this to everyone who listens. I, I, I love you, man. I think highly of you. I thank you for everything. Oh, thank I thank you for everything that you've done, you, done for me personally. And, you know, I just, I can't wait for us to all get back to it. I can't wait for this whole thing to be over so we can get back in this ring and, and start doing what we do. Um, well, doing what you do best and me doing what I do mediocrely. You know, but um, stop it. Well, that's 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 our time, fellas. You know, before we go, I like to ask everyone to give their social media. And I know you're the king of Twitter. So why don't you go ahead and shout out your socials? Uh, we're done. Thank you. Uh, we're done, man. We want to have a part. Yeah, right? uh, I wanted I wanted to get your feedback on your thoughts on Jonathan Holiday. Who? Oh my God! Can't, nobody knows. Who that oh, is. oh, wait, nobody. wait! You can talk about fucking cheeseburger and a suplex, but we can't talk about the famous Jonathan Holiday. Hey, that's that's your. Uh, you're host, right. You're right. Man. My bad. My bad. Mm. My he, bad. He's taking. He's Take taking control. control. He's taking there you control. go. My bad. My bad. Sorry. Although, hey, I'm gonna say this for the. No, record. no, no, no. We're no, done. I'm we're gonna done. say this we're for the record. Okay, no, 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 we're is, done. This is I'm proven. Finished. This is proven. No, point. everyone, please give me your damn social media, and we're done. Hard to control this when you have Gabe Ramirez and Vinny Massaro on a mother effing podcast. God damn it, you guys. Please just give your social media shit, and we're done. Oh, so much fun. All right, guys. Uh, go give me your social media, Vinny. I am at Snoring Elbow. Uh, I, I, I make basically now, after since I'm not wrestling and I can't plug anything, I just talk mad shit on wrestling pretty much. And I make funny memes and funny jokes. That's all I... That's all I'm gonna give you. So if you want to go and and may have a laugh and you, not take wrestling, so you should you should open a meme school. You can follow me over there. Yes, I know. I that should. Is facts, man. King of Twitter. That is crazy. And, and then and then if you want to ha- see, you know, follow P- at PW. Oh wait, you're you're you're. Hey, uh, whoa, whoa! You're cutting off. You're cutting off Gabe here. <laughs> Golly, he's been doing the whole show. I mean, what the hell, you know? <laughs> I cut everyone off. I'm, I'm I, terrible. That's why nobody asks me on these podcasts. I, I'm, I talk so, Vinny, no, I know what you're going to ask me already, and I'll ask yeah. myself. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, no. I, know, I, already know, yeah. I already know what Gabe's going to say. I'm going to ask this question. Don't answer this question. Don't worry. But it I, should. I but was I? <laughs> Dude, come on. I can't help it. I'm, I'm Sicilian. I got to. Orale. Jefe. Jefe. Gabriel Ramirez. Social, Every, please. Everything at PW Revolution, and then please follow us um, for all the updates on the brand new mask on www.lucha-masks with a s.com. As we release some new stuff, we are releasing the new Penta mask. By the time this airs, we're releasing a new one. Um, I can. Are we getting the? We're matematico? working on the matematico. We're working on. I can tell you guys now. Um, I just got the green light, and we will be releasing soon El Bandido. You know what I mean? Uh, we're working on the lo- on the long list. We're gonna do Hijo de L.A. Park. We're gonna do L.A. Park Junior. 
Um, oh, we're working shit. a lot of other talents. Uh, Mariachi? Uh, no. um, we're working on other ones, you know. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to see if we can get the reunion of the Grimes Brothers. Maybe we can do mm. some of those. Oh, Look shit. From you know, and some of the opera, so we're going to show a picture of Wise Guy in a happy face. <laughs> <laughs> but uh follow us on all that please share your thoughts on the podcast uh, johnny august are we gonna get we're we gonna get a johnny uh, only, august only if i can mask? get the logo of the corner house on the mask <laughs> it will be okay oh or prings get, or tabs get them yeah you know prings? what i mean but yeah thank you for uh, all you guys do and support follow us there check out the masks um they're needed so why not just wear them and be different to be cool support indie wrestling support in small business and support us because this is what we do as we reopen our doors at the academy starting in july all right guys on behalf of the podcast on behalf of control hey, wait, wait, Pro wait, wait, wait 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 you know what you, you know what he's gonna say already right so just say it for him is but Papa for Echo. God damn it. <laughs> boricua, Boricua. Ayo, Oyo. Uh, I am the king of that voice. Hey, I, I love. Do your podcast voice. Do the podcast voice. Do the podcast voice. It's different. It's like. Yo, man, what's up? This is Papa Wesco. And then, like, hey, guys, this is Papa Wesco. Hey, like, hey it reminds so me when Tony Jones debuted in 97. This big ass guy comes out, and everyone's all, So, Tony Jones, tell us what you're going to do. Yeah, man, I'm going to kick his ass. We're like, Oh, fuck. Jesus. <laughs> but no, but the, the first time I listened to the first oh, time I listened Pasco, like, This is Papa Wesco. The King Fat Boy. The straight to Pumbutega. And then, uh, hi guys. <laughs> 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 oh man, I love you guys. Uh, I love you, brother. It's hard sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, hard man. being love of a pimp. <laughs> All right, man. On behalf of the podcast, I'm fucking King Fat Boy Papa. Let's go where Papa, Papa, Bodega, Bodega. Oh, I need a beer. <laughs> He solo I see me gente. Wait, did I say that right? Yeah, I said that right. Yeah, I nailed that. Mm. Anyway, that is all she wrote. Vinny Massaro, thank you for pulling up to straight out of the bodega and sitting down with us for a great interview. Huge shout out, mad respect, a lot of love, man. We're gonna have you back real soon, brother. Until then, stay safe and I'll check you out later. Tune in next week, people. But we have a world traveler. He's the brother of WWE commentator Corey Graves. But more importantly, he's worked all over the world. CMLL Mexico, All Japan Pro Wrestling in Japan. Many tours of Europe. He's done work in WWE, done work in TNA. I'm talking about my man Sam Adonis. He's going to pull up to the show for a good one. You might want to check that out. A couple of things before we go. I know you're listening to us right now, so you gotta be listening from somewhere. Why don't you go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review. Search Lucha Central Podcast Network or search Straight Out of the Bodega on all your podcast platforms. We're talking about iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcast, iTunes, Google Podcast, Podbean, Podbase, Spreaker, the list goes on and on and on and on. Whatever the case is, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review. Check us out. Keep checking us out. And we're going to continue to try and give you the best content. Also, check us out on social media. 
straight out of the bodega on Instagram, straight out of the bodega on Facebook and Twitter. My God, you ready? At STR8 O U T D A B O D E G A. I love that ad, man. Let's make that ad go viral. You know, I want a million followers by next week. Let's make that happen. Also, check me out on social media. Papa Wesco on Facebook, Papa Wesco on Instagram, and Papa underscore Esco on Twitter. Well, that's all the time we got for today. On behalf of the podcast, I am your master of ceremonies, the king, fat boy, Papa Wesco. We are out. Lucha-Masks.com, in partnership with Mass Republic, give you personal protective masks to keep you Lucha strong in the fight versus COVID-19. With world-class luchadors Blue Demon Jr., The Lucha Brothers, L.A. Park, Ultimo Dragon, Kane Velasquez, Conan, and so much more. Head to Lucha-Masks.com and you too can become a masked warrior. Lucha-Masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution.